Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to A View from the Bullens in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Hello and welcome to another episode from A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Lee McLean, Michael Ball, Derek Mountfield and Lyndon Lloyd. Degsy, Aston Villa nil, Everton nil. What were your thoughts on the game? Uh, the, the wine was flowing freely, all I'm saying. Um, disappointed. Uh, after last week's performance, against, or two weeks ago against Villa, I thought we, we needed to show what we could do. But I thought so today. It was, a, it, was a, it was one of those games where both seemed, especially Everton, seemed to be on holiday. We're ready for the holidays. The flip-flops are on, the shorts are on, the sunshine cream's packed. I just want to see a bit more. And I'm disappointed with the performance because I thought... After we played so poorly home to Villa, we, we might go and show them what we can do, but we never got going. We never looked like we got our second gear. And for me, it's, it's frustrating because we're a better team than we're shown at the moment. And I, I want to see more from the, from the team. And I just don't know what's actually happening and what we're doing in training. Because I look at the, the way we're playing football and I watched the game today and I'm watching players hiding instead of looking for the ball, making angles. They seem to hide so what are we doing in training? Are we, are we encouraging players to, to want the ball and look for the ball? And are we looking for players to create space to receive the ball or create space for somebody else to receive the ball? I just don't see that in the game. So I always say that if you, if you train properly with the right intensity, the right style, the right way you want to play, it rubs off in the football pitch. And the I just don't see that in the moment. Bully, with, with so much on the line, you know, after picking up a great win at West Ham and you think, right, you know, we need to kick on now and win again for the, for the Europa League. Did it flatter to deceive a little bit? <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Um, again, I agree with what Dex is saying. 
you know, it was just so disappointing. Frustration again. Um, this group of lads, every time they get an opportunity, the door opens to to make a claim for Europe and make it easy for ourselves at the end of the season. We we seem to let ourselves down, and at you know, the first twenty minutes, you know, the amount of times we lost the ball far too easily, and and just lack quality in our in our attack and play. And just hope as the game goes on, we'll get better. And we did second half. Um, we started creating a lot more, starting putting crosses in again, but the decision making was all wrong. Um, the cross and the timing of our passes were all wrong. And like what Dexy said, there was no like um, fluidity between the teams. Like we didn't know how to cause them problems. We were sort of just hoping, putting long balls over the top or putting deep crosses in. You know, um, you know, like the 96th minute, you know, he's 1v1 and he had options. He was 2v1. He, he could have done a 1-2. He could have crossed it into the middle and he floated to the back post to... A Villa player, you're like, these are the types of moments in games where the teams are tired, put the pressure on, and we don't seem to have that anger in our team where we we see the opposition, you know, the two of the players are down injured, you know, Mings should have been on the pitch, I don't think he should have, you know, made the clearance, and they're injured for a while, and we don't try and, you know, get at them a bit more and, and put the pressure on them, and should have just shown injuries, they put the ball in the box, cause them problems. We don't. We just make it easy for the opposition far too far too many times this season. You know, we get the momentum going and then all of a sudden the decision-making in our pass as well, whether that's players hiding and not being in the right, you know, the right space at the right times, so that's just down to what Dexy was saying. It's down to training and, and routine over and over again. And I think I mentioned in the podcast last time that in our final third play, we don't seem to have that rhythm. We, we, we seem to take that extra touch or when we do play the ball, it's wrong and Again, just a, another game for the taking, and we just didn't have that belief that we could go on and win it. And you know, the quality in our final ball and our attacking play was shocking tonight. Lee, before the game, you know there was calls for Decore to start and and maybe Davis to start and Holgate to come in for me. Now, were you happy with the starting lineup? Yeah, I, I, that was the the exact starting lineup I predicted before the game. Mick. So I, there's no complaints with the starting lineup. Uh, I think it was the correct team. Uh, to go out there and get a result. But as Degsy and Borley have just rightly said there, we just didn't do enough. Um, and, and it's remarkable to think of it, really, when you when you think we've got four games left before tonight and, the, you know, the European football is a goal to aim for. Yet it, it didn't come across that way. If you're watching that game as a neutral, you'd never guess that Everton have got Europe as an aim. This should be like four cup finals, the last four games of the season. It, it, you've got something tangible to aim for there. But there's just no intent. Um, you know, where's the bottle and the guts to to really drive and push on and try and win that game in the last 20 minutes? The decision making throughout the game was really, really poor. The quality in the final third overall was just terrible. Whether that was the the type of cross that was put in, you know, the final ball that the, the shit when you look at Gomez's two opportunities that he had, you know, the, the connection was really poor, the execution was just not good enough. Um there seems to be a massive lack of cohesion between Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison as well. They don't seem to have any sort of understanding that you'd expect from a front two. Um, and we're up against the Villa side there that are, that are weakened, um, you know, with with suspensions and injuries. They weren't at it. They, I think they were there for the taking tonight, a little bit like West Ham were uh, the other day. So to only come away with a point, I don't know really what that does for us. It doesn't do much other than put us under massive pressure in the last three games now. 
to be almost perfect. Uh, and that's very, very difficult when you think of the season that that we've had because we've we've not been consistent. So uh, it, it's tough. I mean, we've now got to point towards two home games, which on paper look, you know, very favourable. But we've got to be a lot better than we've been tonight because, you know, if we perform like that, especially in the final third, you're not looking at six points in those two games. Um, so we've been, I, I said last week, maybe a point tonight might have done us as long as we win our two home games coming up. But with the with the um, Arsenal result yesterday, I don't. I think that's no longer the case. I think we've now got to win our last three games and that's a daunting proposition. But tonight was just flat. Wasn't great. Uh, and, and ultimately, we didn't deserve to come away with the three points. Lyndon, do you agree with Lee and, and Bawley and Degsy there? You know, Everton sat in for most of the game. Were you, were you a bit frustrated that Everton kind of didn't give it a go? Yeah, I, I can't um, disagree with anything that's been said already. Um, I mean, I could see the game plan. The game plan has been what it's been for a long time now, particularly away from home. We sit in, we contain. And, it, you know, from that perspective, we had a good early, a good early pattern. Um, the pressing was good. But it, we're just letting ourselves down with that final ball when those those opportunities do present themselves, which obviously in the first half were few and far between. Um, yeah, it was interesting to see that uh, in the first half, I think Alain was the one who was allowed to to go forward, and then towards the end, it was Decore um, who was getting the license to get forward, which I think actually worked well in terms of Decore's fitness and, and managing that. But um, yeah, it was passive in the first half, but again. No, that, that's Ancelotti's game plan. In, in the second half, we just needed to to find that intensity and, like like the, one of the lads said, just treat it like a cup tie. Um, and when, by the time they did, it was it was too little, too late. And ultimately, in the final third, just the cre- the um, the creativity's not there, um, and the the clinical nature that you need is just not there. I mean, the number of times that Richarlison was running down blind alleys and and not getting his pass off, um, you know, Calvert Lewin's touches off at, the, at a crucial moment, um, and you're looking at the benches. And they're obviously all the talks about Grealish, all the focus is on Grealish. And you just wish that we had someone, you know, if we'd had Hammers to be able to come off the bench and just pick that one pass that, that we just felt that we needed. Um, and you, you just you just couldn't see it. I mean, the, the one, the, the person that you'd want to have in the position, perhaps for those chances that uh, Gomez had would be Sigurdsson. And he was the one who went off. Um, so... We had the chances, um, not enough of them, um, and ultimately, I think that they, we just let ourselves down at the end, just with that lack of uh, of, um, of ability and and that killer instinct in the in the in the final third. Um, and this is just one of those games where, if, if you just can't quite get it over the line, you can at least rely on the fact that you've won or drawn enough of your home games, and we haven't done that, and that's ultimately what might cost us Europe in the end. Degsy, just touching on what Lyndon just said, you, know, you look at the last two results, West Ham away, Aston Villa away, four points out of a possible six. On the face of it, it's a good return. Do we then just have to look back and go, you know what, we've only got ourselves done if we don't make Europe due to our home form? If you look at that season as a whole, we have we have flattered to deceive. Our away record is, is very, very good, but our home record is probably relegation form. And the more I watch the games, the more I look at the way footballers are and there's two types of footballers. Me, there's a proactive and a reactive footballer. I think at the moment we're too reactive. We're, we're reacting to things instead of being proactive at anticipating things. And I watched the game today, and 
Villa moved, Villa had passes all the time. And when they got the ball, they had an option to play it. And we didn't have that. So we're, we're reacting to things too late. Uh, overall, the season's been brilliant because we're not in near the bottom. We're not struggling. We're looking, we're looking upwards and onwards. I mean, but we haven't done that for many years. But is Ancelotti now at a stage where he thinks, right, I've got to make wholesale changes to my club here. I've got to get players in that I know can work with me because the players he's got are probably the weakest bunch of players he's had in his managerial career to work as a manager with. But are they reacting or helping him by showing them what they can do? Or is he hindering them with his tactics? I just think there's a, there's a malaise there. There's, we're trying, I think we want, we, as fans, we want to move on and, and see progress. But are we being hindered by the tactics that Ancelotti's making the team play and being, we're going to try and keep clean sheets and we're going back to, in a way, to the Moyes way of early on when he came in, don't lose games, try and keep a clean sheet, win it 1-0, get a 1-1 draw. And I just think there's a we're stuck in a bit of a cycle at the moment. And I just wonder now whether some of the players over the next three or four months will, will, be, will be faced with very difficult decisions that the managers put them under. Either, look, I don't fancy your son, you can leave now or you're going to stay, but you're not going to play many first-team games. Or is he going to say, right then, I want a wholesale clear-out, I'll bring players in. But overall, this season, compared to what we, we, we've had over previous years, we started off so brightly. Now we're, we're all criticising, we're, we're looking negative because we haven't been able to maintain that form we had. And our form since since post-Christmas, especially at home, has is, is been... been it's been rubbish. It's been dreadful. And we need to have a look and readdress that. So I just wonder now where we are as a club with our manager. Is he now looking to make wholesale changes? Is he telling players that they're not part of his plans? Because I think now the next five to six months of this club, finishing the season off, going through a pre-season, getting bodies in and starting next season is probably the biggest thing we've had now for a few years. We've had the Bramley Moore dock decision made now. That's 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 the horizon. Now that's that's there on the horizon three to four or five years' time. But now we've got to make sure that we keep progressing as a club and a team, building that team ready for that new stadium. And I think Carlo now has I know people have said, and I, and I think Kevin said Rat said before that he's not untouchable. He's not untouchable, but I just think now for the manager of his standard, we need to see more from Carlo as a manager, but also Carlo's team, Carlo's team do a far more on the pitch just touching on style of play you know Richarlison's come under a lot of scrutiny this season for his for his, his form do you think his form has maybe been hindered because of the way we are playing and he's maybe snatching at chances and when he does get the ball he's he's almost trying to keep the ball to try and make something happen himself yeah I think so I think uh, Richie's you know his heart's there you know his work rate's there um, you know he does he does do a lot for the team Um but, you know, you can see when he does get opportunities, his composure is not there. Um, and that's maybe tiredness, because he does a lot of defensive work for the team. You hope that you get more midfield runners in there in the future, so he doesn't have to drop deep as much. You know, if you look at DCL, when he come through, you know, he was doing a lot of runs, you know, running in the channels. Now he's stopped doing that. He's keeping himself central, because it's worked for him personally, because he had hammers on the pitch, create opportunities for him. But when we're not creating opportunities, Richie seems to try and take the game by the scuff of the neck and do it all himself. And sometimes it's hindering himself and it's hindering the team at times. And, you know, as, as Dexie just said, you know, 
Philip bring on a, a substitute like Grealish, a top quality player, but we've got King on the pitch there and we want to go and win a football game. That would have put the doubt in Villa's mind of an attack and substitute. We brought Awobi on. He's had you know, so many chances um, at this club and he has one good game and then he flashes to see for the three or four of them. Uh, but that can go around for the majority of the squad. As Dexy pointed out, is the how Carlos sets up his team. That's just the way he is. And he'll just want players who can who knows that system. And then he's trusting his forward players to go and win your football games. Unfortunately, we haven't got the quality. We show it in time, we show it in parts. Um, but consistently for the majority of the season, you know, I think today we had 15 shots away from home, which you'd think that's quite good. But how many really hurt the keeper? You know, and that's just down to quality and it's a type of football and composure and what we're talking about in, in the right moments, in the right areas. The ball seems to fall to the wrong person for us. And that's just uh, fluidity, as I was saying earlier on, where we have a game plan going forward. We have a, ty- a type of movement and you try and get, get your, your best players, your finishers free in, in the right areas. And we, we don't seem to do that. We just seem to take one pass as it comes. We're not playing chess, thinking two or three passes ahead. Uh, and that's up to Carlo. That's Carlo to try and drill it into these players to get to get it all sorted. Lee, was was this the sort of game where, you know, we could have done with James? I know that sounds silly, but there was at times, wasn't there, where you just thought, you know, we need that key pass, that final third, a little bit of magic. We probably did miss James today, didn't we? Yeah, 100%, Mick. Um, I tweeted that during the game. I think these are the games, this, these sorts of very attritional uh, games of football where there wasn't much quality on display. Um, you can point towards a couple of games this season where James has been the difference in those type of games. Think of Anfield, you know, after after a couple of minutes, it was that moment of absolute quality on the ball, you know, that, that gets us in, puts us 1-0 up and it changes the complexion of the game completely. Um, and if you, especially if you look at Guilty Sigurdsson's performance tonight, I mean, that that was really, really poor. I've defended Sigurdsson um, as much as I can throughout the course of the season because there's no doubt he's got ability but I mean tonight tonight with the ball at his feet he, he was he was like beyond bad uh, and deservedly got hooked um, so yeah of course we need Hammers back and hopefully he's going to be fifth of the weekend and, and the remainder of the season but whether or not that's now come a little bit too late remains to be seen a lot will I think now depend on results around us unfortunately um, but we I mean that that's that's one thing we can point towards. I think there's a bit a much bigger picture here, which Borley and Rats have have absolutely nailed, and and that's the style of play. I, I don't know what we're trying to do. That was one thing I've written down here uh, when I was watching the game. There doesn't seem to be an idea of what we're doing in possession. It's just we get the ball, one player gets it. There's no movement. It's very static. It's very slow. Um, we lack any sort of pace to create to create space because we give opposition teams that much time to get set again and get back in, in a shape just because we're so slow and ponderous on the ball. It's all static. It's like give, take a touch, stand still, have a look. It, it, there's there's no sort of movement and, and runs off the ball. The, again, the, the, the lads have explained it perfectly there. They've played the game. There's, there's no options. There's no players pulling out wide, making nice little runs, even when they're not expected to get the ball, just making runs to create space for, space for others. I remember I was taught that when I when I used to play, and and you don't see any of that, and, and that's surprising when you think of the the level that these lads are meant to be playing at, um, and it does make you question what's going on during the week because it's obvious Ancelotti is a, a defensive minded coach, but we on paper certainly looking at it, we've got the players historically 
who have got quality and should be able to be, you know, you'd like to think can do a lot more. And, and Richarlison's an example. You know, I remember the goals that, that we've seen him score against, I think Brighton's one that sticks out, the Wolves game early on when he, when he joined. We're not seeing that level of composure and, and quality in the, you know, with, the, with the final ball. And I do think it is, well, is right, it's because he's running himself, running himself into the ground. I don't think he's got, got it in his legs when it comes to being faced with an opportunity or the pitch in front of him to, to remain composed and, and do what he's capable of doing just because he's doing that much work in areas where we're not really benefiting from it and other players should be doing it. So, yeah, listen, any team's going to miss James Rodriguez, but we know now we can't rely on him week in, week out. So the team and Ancelotti have got to be finding other ways to win football games. And we certainly didn't see that in evidence tonight, unfortunately. Lyndon, looking at the bigger picture here, you know, there's many Evertonians that are very frustrated this evening with the 0-0 draw at Aston Villa and they're calling it, you know, a lot of Evertonians are calling it a poor result, a terrible result. On the face of it, it's not a terrible result, is it 0-0 at Villa? No, it's not. It's just in the context of what we needed to do today and it being such a, a must-win a must game. Um, you know, it was it's, they've got nothing to play for. It was all, the, the, um, the onus was on us to really take the game uh, to them, and you know, as I said before, they're just that that kind of cup final mental cup tie mentality just came too late in the game, and um, you know we just didn't leave ourselves enough time to to try and force something something home, which you know we've we've done on occasions this season, particularly away from home. We've we know it's a set piece or just that little bit of moment to to unlock a defense, and you know Calvert Lewin or Richarlison's in, and 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 then we just protect what we have and, and see it out. And we just didn't get the opportunity to do that today. Um, and again, it just comes back to that lack of composure um, up front and a lack of quality. Um, and just going back to um, to the discussion about what Carlo needs to do in the summer. I mean, the the, the good thing that um, we can look back on is the fact that each of the signings that he's had a hand in, um, Decore, Alan, and um, well, maybe Decore was was an existing target from when uh, Silva was here and, and Brands was a target. But those two um, that we that we got in the form of Alan and Rodriguez were two fantastic signings. Um, and you add. Um, Godfrey in there and um, Olsen to a lesser extent. We've, those were f- five very positive signings that we made last summer. And if we do that again and replace some, um, to fill some really key spots in the squad, then I think we can be much stronger next season. The unfortunate thing is, is as we get back to more of a, a normal season, we're going to have the teams around us are going to be back to normal as well. And it's going to be that much harder to try and get into the top four. Um, but ultimately, you have to, I suppose, you have to put your your faith in Ancelotti. Um, I've been disappointed in the way the team's playing under him this season. I've said it a number of times. Um, I'm concerned that a manager of his quality cannot get this team to to you know pass the ball better, move the ball through the lines better, um, and it may just be a, um, a a case of him sort of looking at what he's had, um, cutting his cloth uh, accordingly, and and not really trying to get them to do anything too um, too technical or too complex this season. And maybe he's waiting to get in the kind of quality that he thinks he can over the summer to, to push on next season. That's that's my hope. Um, but yeah, you'll know that Aston Villa is not a terrible result. It's just so frustrating because of what, I mean, if we'd won tonight, we'd be, you know, joined fifth. I mean, even the top four is not out of the, wouldn't have been out of the question given you know, there's only a couple of games to go and anything can happen. But now, 
um, it's going to be a struggle to get to get sixth, um, you know, and then hopefully we we edge Tottenham for seventh, depending on what happens. Uh, I see that um, United are taking the lead at Liverpool, so maybe <laughs> maybe they'll do us a favour and um, it, it'll it'll go down to the wire. And um, it, all you want is to put yourself in a position where three points on the final day, no matter who you're playing. And yes, it's at City, um, but just give yourself a chance, and hopefully you can do that with um, two home wins. Degsy, do you think it's now a case of how much do the players want it? We've questioned the players' desire and the heart and probably the will to try and make Europa League uh, over the last few weeks. Do you think this was another game where maybe they're just lacking that little bit of fight? Uh, I think the last summer lads on holiday. I really do think they've already packed the sun cream and the shorts, the flip-flops. I think they're, they're away on holiday. Um, what's come up today a couple of times is today was a cup final. No, the professional footballers we're not a Marine playing Tottenham. We're Everton in the Premier League. Every game should be important to the lads. It's not a cup final game. It's a proper league game, which means we could get into Europe. We could get three points. It takes higher at the table. It's not a Marine versus Tottenham or a Sutton United versus Coventry City years gone by. It's a Premier League match. So I, I get fed up with this. It's like a cup final for It's not. It's a Premier League match and we should be up for every single game we play. Because when Borley played, when I played, every game mattered to us. Every game mattered. We put our heart and soul into it. We we worked in the week, ready for the game on the Saturday. And I just think now that we need to have a good, strong look at ourselves as players. Are they enjoying their football? Are they enjoying the manager? Do they want to play for this football team? Because I'd pull the shirt on tomorrow. I've got a dodgy knee and a bad ankle. I'd do it tomorrow. And I guarantee you, Bordy and I would do better than some of them players we see on a match week, week after week. I just think now we need to get out of this malaise quickly. And the season for me can't come, can't come over quick enough for us. It needs to be put to bed. I don't want European football next year. That's going to be a distraction to what we need to do. That could really, really upset the form of the club and the, the way, way we're trying to do things. I don't want European football. I want this team now to finish the season with two home wins and a good performance at Man City. And we go again next year because we've shown what we can do. Now when you show what we can do over and over and over again, the best teams... Don't let their standards drop less than 90% of their capacity. We we be going down to 40 and 50% of our potential every single week. We've got to raise that and get to 70, 80, 90% week after week after week. It doesn't mean we're not we have the players that can't do it. We've seen what this team could do early on this season. But as the season's gone on, players have started to lose a bit of confidence, started to hide, started to not want the ball. You see times when the, someone gets a ball holding, you see as a number on the back of the shirt. No, we want to see players facing players, looking for the ball. Villa are a prime example. If they play quick attacking football, quick football, you know, we don't play quick football. We play too patient, we're too slow. By the time he gets into the midfield, they've got 10 players back behind the ball and we can't break him down. Let's have this season over now. Let's build on it over the summer. Let's get, as Lyndon said, let's get three or four or five new signings in. We know Carlo can attract players to this club because we're now linked with players we were never linked with two years ago. So we know the attraction of Everton Football Club is Carlo Ancelotti, is the new possible new stadium in three or four or five years' time. Can we get a squad that when we go into that stadium, we're pushing for fourth and fifth year after year after year, not one season after five seasons of mediocrity. We need to be there season after season after season. And I just think now the season's... Ground. If, if we'd have won the games, look at the games we've lost at home this season. Look at the games we've dropped points in. 
we could be comfortably sitting in European spots in European Champions League spot. But would that have been one step too much for us if we got there? I personally think it would have been. I now need to have a look at where we want to be next season because this season's drifted away. It's filtered away. We're nowhere near what we could, where we should be or where we could have been. And I think now Colin needs to have a good long look, have the summer off with the boys. I know some of the lads will be in European football and the Champions League, sorry, the European Championships, but the players around him now need to have a rest. He needs to get some bodies in. And we need to move forward. We need to show what Carlo can do. We've seen the football he's played at previous clubs, but he's had the best players there. He's had the greatest players around at the time. He's now got to work with these players who may be not as good as he has had in the past. And he's got to show what a manager he is. And we need, we need to get players who want to wear the Everton shirts. Wear it with pride. We talk about Richarlison and Cavaloon before. You know, do they, do they actually like each other? Do they actually talk to each other? Because at times on the football pitch, they look like two complete strangers. You know, so do they work at the training together? Do they like, do they, do they talk in training? Do they talk after the match? Do they talk? Do they say hello to each other? I don't know because sometimes it's like having two strangers up front and that's no way we're going to score goals when we get into that. So Carlo, let's have a nice summer. Let's get some bodies in and let's kick on next season. But for me, let's forget European football at the moment. Bolly, do you agree with that? What Degsy just said that some of the players probably accept accept mediocrity a little bit too much. Yeah, I, I agree, but I also think numerous of times this season when we've had something to play for, we failed. You know, whether is it the pressure that these players can't handle? Every time the doors open a little bit to go and you know, push on, create a gap between us and people below us and, and get into the European spots. We've blew it uh, each and every time. We've ne- we haven't made it easy for ourselves. When we're underdogs, we seem to turn up and we put in good performances um, against the bigger teams and away from home. But when we've got to sort of play on the front foot and against teams below us, teams have got nothing to play for. We don't seem to have that will. And then, yeah, mediocrity then sort of sets in and you don't really see the odd one or two players try and get the game and come on, let's have a go. You know, especially the last 15, 20 minutes, we put, leave everything out there. We only show that once or twice a season. It's not enough. You know, games like this, you've got to, you've got to pick up maximum points and you know, the, the results that we've had of late, you just think the door was shut, European football. We, we got a great result against West Ham. But opportunity to, to, to pay back the, the performance at Villa, the Goodison Park and, the lads didn't seem to be up for the fight. It was like um, the game was just bypassing. Again, there's another long 90 minutes wait uh, watching the game. And you're just, you're just hoping for a bit of magic or a bit of oomph from the players. And it's nothing. It's it's painful to watch at the moment. And it, it's just, as I said earlier on, it's just really frustrating. And and that's just, that comes from leaders from in your dressing room and from demand from the manager and your coaching staff of not dropping your levels because... If you drop your levels, you're off the pitch. And that should be, you know, gutting as a player. You know, if, if you're playing a football game, you don't play well, that can happen. But you've got to leave everything out there. You've got to you show your will and desire that you're trying your best, you know, for the full 90 minutes. And and if you do your job, you do your job. You know, that's just football the way it is. But it's, it's out of that 11 that starts today. Yeah, you're happy with the starting 11. But I didn't think all of them were up for the fight, up for the battle. And it's a Premier League game against good quality teams. And in the Premier League, not... Not not one game is easy. You've got to go out there and, de- and demand performances from your teammates. And that's what I don't see from this group of players, especially when there's something to play for. We seem to sort of go in our own little bubble. And yeah, DC, DCL and Richie, you know, it's 
it, it's it's obvious to see that they don't seem to pass it to each other. Um, and I don't really care that if they don't get on off the pitch. There's been there's been many strikers, you know. I think Sutton and Shearer never really got on, but they've done it on the pitch. If he was a better option, they'll pass it to him. And Dwight York and and Andy Cole, I don't think they ever spoke at all. But you know, they had a great partnership. So it's all about training ground drills, time and time again, opportunities, moments in games where when it happens, maybe once or twice, people are on the same page, and we're not on the same page right now, especially going forward. Lee, it's nothing new, is it, with this set of players? You know, Begsy and Paulie are questioning the attitude and the desire, but it's nothing new, is it? No, it isn't. And, you know, you're sat here listening to Degsy and Borley there. And when you're hearing ex-pros, you know, I'm sure that the lads know the difference between just a plain lack of quality compared to a lack of commitment. Um, and sometimes, you know, for, for us fans who have not played the game, you know, it may be difficult to dis- distinguish between the two. But the more you look at it, uh, you know, in terms of ability on the pitch, you know, the fact that you're playing for a manager of the, the standard of Carlo Ancelotti, it's really, really disappointing that these players don't seem to sort of give their maximum effort and, and we're not seeing the, the full ability week in, week out. Um, so, yeah, it is worrying and, and, and it's, it's, it's been a trend throughout this season. You know, how, how often have we said it? Aside from a really positive opening six or seven games where we were absolutely flying, riding the crest of a wave, since then, it's been, you know, there's been the odd little spree of results but it's been littered with disappointments. And overall, the, the, the style of play has been really, really bad. I'd, I'd argue to say, you know, as much as I love Everton Football Club, which I do with, with everything that I've got, we're the worst team to watch in the league for me. Um, and that's not me coming on, you know, raging after the, after the result tonight, because I'm actually, I'm a little bit blasé about it, if I'm honest, because we've seen it that many, that many times. We're awful to watch. There's no identity. There's, we're slow. Uh, we don't create chances. You never, ever see us pinning an opposition back in the last 10, 15 minutes of a, of a game um, when, we've, when we're either drawing or, or we're getting beaten. We're trying to get something out of it. You just don't see it. You know, and, and I can recall you know, going to the game when we've had sides who, who on paper are a lot worse than this. And, and it'd still be the, you know, the old um, throwing the kitchen sink at it in the last 15, 20 minutes, showing that real desire to try and get something from the game. And I remember that, you know, the Gladys Street's been sat there, you know, trying to suck the ball in when it's corner after corner or whatever, or shot after shot. When do you ever see that with this Everton side now? You don't. Um, and that's worrying because that, again, it just comes down to the mentality, I think, um, and the quality on the pitch. So, you know, Degs is right. It's a massive summer ahead now. I think we're all ready for, for this season to be finished um, next season. Hopefully we can look forward to being there, being able to have an influence on things again. And hopefully we'll have a couple of really well thought out quality additions to the squad that are going to fill some of these gaps that we've got and, and hopefully a massive injection of pace, which we've, which we've talked about at length as well. Um, so, yeah, come on, just bring on the ne- next Sunday when it's all done and dusted and we can just have a rest from it, I think. Lyndon, when, when we travel away from home and you sit in and you contain and you nick a 1-0 like we did at Arsenal and, and West Ham, it, it looks brilliant, doesn't it? And you think, you know what, it's a tactical masterclass. But when you don't nick the win and you, you lose or even you, you draw, you do then come away from the game, don't you, thinking, you know, we didn't really give it a go? Well, yeah, that's the problem when you're constantly playing on the fine margins, which we have for so long. Um, because of, you know, a combination of the way that Ancelotti sets us up, 
but also the way that the team's been playing. I mean, Lee is absolutely spot on. And we've been a terrible watch for a long time now. I mean, like maybe the only two games I can even recall being entertained this year are the two games against Spurs, the one in the Cup and then the one at Goodison, um, which we which we should have won. And maybe you go back all the way back to uh, the last, you know, the Brighton when we won at home was the last time that we really were exciting to watch. And we were a very different team then. And obviously injuries and, and, and everything has taken its toll since, which is why I have a bit more optimism for next season that if Ancelotti can get the right bodies in, that will be, that will be a better team to watch. And certainly once the fans are back, we should be a different proposition then again. But it shouldn't come down to that. You know, they're, they're professional players with all the prizes that are, that are ordinarily, um, ordinarily up for grabs are there and as professionals they should be absolutely you know um, pulling out all the stops to get themselves into I mean, we could be in the champions league and Dexy's right the team might not be ready the squad might not be ready for champions league but we would at least have got in there and got the money and the experience and the profile from being in there um and so for me we're going back to what they're talking about the um the, the, the mentality of the players and the um and the, the desire you know, it's a team sport, and it only takes a couple of players to um, to be deficient in that area for things to really not click. I mean, if you look around the team, you've got Alan, Dakure, Luca Dean, Seamus Coleman. You've got players in there who uh, Ben Godfrey who are who are showing the desire, the requisite attitude, and, and the drive. But you know, you've got players like Gilfie Sigerson and Andre Gomez who just don't—they're just not that 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 fiery personality type. They look laid back, and they don't really give you. Give give the team that 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 push, um, and then you've got confidence players like Iwobi and Richarlison who are just struggling right now. And I think it only takes a couple of those pieces in the team to not be right. And for and you combine that with the fact that we don't play on the front foot, and it makes it very difficult to dominate games and to win games comfortably. Which is why we're always riding the fine margins. And yeah, as you say, one you know when it doesn't work, when it doesn't come off. You don't get that set piece that sort of goes in off someone's backside or whatever, or an own goal like we got at Arsenal. If it doesn't work, then you come away with with uh, with two points dropped, and they all add up over the season. Bawley, currently we look at the table. We're sitting in eighth. We're a point ahead at Arsenal with a game in hand. We're level on points with Tottenham, but Tottenham have a, a much more superior goal difference. We're a point behind Liverpool in sixth. So with our running now, which is Sheffield United, Wolves, and then the daunting task of Man City away. Would six points be enough, do you think, to get sixth, or do you think we need at least seven? Yeah, no, I, 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 to be honest, I think the way the season's going, we'll probably need all nine, to be honest. We need to hopefully City uh, rest a few. Uh, the title's done, and we can finish off on a, on a bit of a high. But they're the games we'll probably be up for. It's the, the first two are going to be the most concerning uh, and the ones that we want to see a reaction from the players to get the the maximum points from. Um, you know, it's it's good to see us in this position. You know, we haven't been in this position for many years where we're, we're talking about Europe with only a few games to go. So, we, look, Carlo's come in, he's improved the, the team's position with majority of the players not his own. So he's probably just reached the, the pinnacle of what he can do with these set of players. And yes, we'd like to see more players coming in the summer. Lee, Europa League, is it still on for us? Just? Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough ask because I do feel we need minimum seven, probably nine points from our last three games. 
But if you look at this season and how it's gone, you know, there's, there's teams, you know, the teams around us, Arsenal, Tottenham, West Ham, Liverpool, they're dropping points left, right and centre. You, you can't see any of them sides really putting three wins on the bounce together themselves. So, Bully's right, the season isn't over. Um, it's disappointing tonight because, yeah, you, Mick, you're right. I think nil-nil before the game, it doesn't sound like a terrible result at Aston Villa and it's probably not when, when everything dies down. But I think if you just look at the fact that we were playing a weak inside um, and it just seemed there for us and, and we had opportunities, but we were just really poor in the final third. I think that's what leaves the sour taste in the mouth. Um, but, you know, we've there's, of course, there's still a chance because if, if you can't beat Sheffield United and if you, if you can't beat Wolves, ultimately, we won't have deserved European football because if you're at, you know, if we ultimately don't end up winning those two games, you add that to the games that we've already lost at home and you can point towards that and go, well, there you go. You, you know, Derek Manfield's right. We're not ready for European football. Um, you know, and that will be the, the case in point. Um, so we've we've got a a massive week coming up. What is it? Uh, nine days now until the end of the season. There's going to be a lot of twists and turns before then. There's still time for things to change. Uh, and who knows? Like you know, we, we we could be sat here next Sunday. You know, in sixth position or whatever. And and. You know everything will look rosy in the garden, and, and no doubt we'll still look back and say, you know, we're nowhere near the finished article, and you know there's still huge, huge room for improvements, especially with the style of play. Uh, but hopefully Ancelotti's aware of that, um, and at the minute it just comes across a little bit like he's squeezing the very, very most of out of what he's got, which is a very unbalanced and, and at times very limited group of footballers. Lyndon, is it still there for us? Yeah, I think it's still there. It just, I mean, you couldn't ask for two more favourable home games to for us to get six points. I mean, if we get six points from those and then we go into that final game, we'll know exactly what we need. Um, it's Yeah, it's not out of the question. I mean, Tottenham have still got to play Aston Villa, who are, you know, as we know, <clears throat> a dangerous team. They've got, still got to go to Leicester. Um, you know, as I say, Liverpool are down right now. United, you'd, you'd favour them. Um, just given their quality, but you just never know. I mean, you, no one is really putting putting results on the board on a consistent basis. And it's, yeah, final final games of the season. Anything can happen. We've just got to take care of ourselves and just win, you know, come out of the traps fast and hard against a, t- a team like Sheffield United. And a team like ours, a squad like ours, should be winning that game handily, just like Tottenham did the other day. Um, and the same goes for, for Wolves. So, there, I mean, there's, there really is no excuse um, hopefully, Hammers is there to to you know add some some quality and creativity, and um, it's it's still there, it's still you know mathematically possible if the teams above us drop points, which I'm sure they will. So it's just we just got to go out and do it. And there we have it, guys. Aston Villa nil, Everton nil. Thank you to Bawley, Lee, Lyndon and Degsy for joining us as always. And thanks for listening. We will be back Sunday and it is a seven o'clock kickoff against Sheffield United at Goodison. Our European hopes are hanging by a thread, but the season still is alive just. In the meantime, stay safe, take care, and we'll see you Sunday. Thank you ever so much.